Living life like it's 4 p.m. at the Capitol. Word to Slim Thug on four swingers and adapters. Shine on my vessel, got my statue in the raps. Balling in the mix from here and there after. Wrote another chapter by climbing up the ladder. Got glass on the dash, I just hope it don't shatter into pieces. Diamond in the gold and the teethers. Accent the features. Pants with the creases, prestigious. With that player shit when I play. The bass might knock the bumper off any day. Keep the drink in the tray, put the big body. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. But here's where we'll start. So I'm continuing my divisional breakdown before the season starts. Uh, we're about two weeks away from this from the season, and today I'm going to tackle the NFC North. Now, the NFC North is comprised of the Bears, the the Green Bay Packers, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Detroit Lions. And all of these teams are drastically different. Like, this is probably the one division where every single team is drastically different and at a at a drastically different point of their, you know, they they their confidence level of their team are drastically different for all of them. And let's talk about the let's start with the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions have been garbage forever. And that's crazy to me because if you see some of the great names, you know, they had uh, they had Barry Sanders. They had Megatron, of course, Matthew Stafford. This team has been garbage since I can remember, since I've probably been alive, man, and probably before then. I think they're like on a 50 plus year run of not winning a playoff game. And it. Oh man, it sucks to be like. And, and the thing about the Lions, the Lions had an interesting. They had a very eventful offseason from trading Matthew Stafford, who pretty much shattered the record book, seeing as though how long he played for them uh, in passing yards, touchdowns, everything that has to do with the quarterback position for the Lions. He pretty much shattered that, and he's been a staple. You know, uh, first round pick out of Georgia. He was with the Lions, of course, when they had Megatron, and hell, even Megatron this offseason got finally got elected to the Hall of Fame. But it's just been a it's been a it's been a it's been a tough road for the Lions, man. And like I said, so you trade Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff. Now you make that move for a couple reasons. One, you see where the direction of the organization is going. You see that they're they're not close to winning a championship anytime soon. So it's like let as at some point you want to give your your a quarterback that is good enough to to at least play deep in the playoff, is good enough to maybe have the talent maybe to be a Super Bowl quarterback. You want to give him an opportunity. And you know now some organizations don't do this. Don't get me wrong. Not every organization does this. Some organizations wants to hold you hostage. Some organizations don't care about how good you are. They want the most for you. So they might send you to a trash organization. But they saw how much Matthew Stafford, you know, put in and Matthew Stafford never cheated uh, the 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 lines. Now he did deal with injury, and before but I keep going, I did a I did an episode a while ago about Matthew Stafford. I was comparing Matthew like the NBA NFL comps, and I said Matthew Stafford reminded me of Blake Griffin because he dealt with a lot of injuries as well as Blake Griffin. Yes, I understand that Matthew Stafford has not missed many games due to injury. I know that. Matthew Stafford is a warrior. Shouts out to him. I know that he has not been sidelined 
for a lot of NFL games because of injury. I know that he's been available. However, in his availability, he's been injured majority of the time. Like damn near every season he gets injured. While he plays through injury, he does get injured. I, I just had to say that for a lot of people that, that being in my comments talking about how can you say that Matthew Stafford is injury prone? If he he's always available, he's yeah, okay, he's always available, but he's always playing hurt. Like, all right. Back to the regularly scheduled program. But the Lions the Lions felt the Lions organization and Matthew Stafford understood that the Lions are nowhere close to winning a championship. Like nowhere close. And Matthew Stafford just wanted an opportunity to win. He's still good. He still has an incredible arm. He's still a strong quarterback. It's like, give me a chance to win. And, of course, they did that with trading him to the Rams for Jared Goff. Now, let's look at this at the Jared Goff perspective. The Lions hope that Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl. He, along with Sean McVay and the Rams, went to the Super Bowl. Now, they lost in the Super Bowl, but they went to a Super Bowl. And what the the what the the Lions are, are baking on is that it wasn't mostly Sean McVay's tutelage. It wasn't mostly the incredible defense that they had and some of the incredible players. It was mostly because of him. And I say that because you don't trade a a a, a, a staple of your organization that is Matthew Stafford for a player like Jared Goff if you don't hope that. And they didn't really get much from outside of Jared Goff. So you hoping that Jared Goff is that quarterback that can take you to the Super Bowl or take you out of obscurity, uh, something that Matthew Stafford couldn't do. And it's not because Matthew Stafford is just trash or it's not because Matthew Stafford is garbage. It's because the organization is not the, – the, the Lions have not been able to do a good job to they've – been, they've been getting in their own way. You have Megatron, who to me is an all-time wide receiver. You have Matthew Stafford, who is a top 10 quarterback, in my opinion, or could, has the potential to be a top 10 quarterback. Maybe his winning in accolades doesn't warrant that, but his skill set does. They've had horrible offensive lines. Outside of Megatron, they haven't really had any wide receiver. I mean, they had, what, Nate Burleson. Uh, they had Golden Tate, like they had people, I guess, but it, it wasn't consistent. They never really had a running game. Hell, they don't really have a running game now. I mean, you have De DeAndre Swift, but you know he, this would be his second year, I believe, second or third year. So the Lions just haven't been able to get you know, out of their way. So where are the Lions stand today? <laughs> the Lions, it's. Last year they finished fourth in the division again, and they finished. They they were five and eleven, and a lot of the five and eleven is because they ran into bad teams or Matthew Stafford was just balling out. Again, they they they're hoping that some of the new pieces they got, like I said, uh, Jamal Williams from the from the um from the Packers, uh, Greg Greg Raymond's um. Like they're hoping some of the new pieces that they get are going to be breakout. Not to mention they have some really good, you know, they have some pieces as far as far as they have some really good defensive pieces. I mean, you have Jeff Aku, uh, Akura, you have um uh, you you have Brian Pre like you have some decent players, Anthony Pittman it's just that 
while they have okay players, they don't have a good team. Um, and and I will say this though, they did kind of knock the dra- they did do good in the draft. I will say that you know getting Panay Sewell, who I who I assumed or I I believe was the most NFL ready at the time in the offensive line, especially after uh, trading for Matthew. I mean Jared Goff. You know it's. <laughs> That's that's what you hope for, and like I said, you get Brian Heckard from the um, from the e- uh, Eagles. You, you, they have pieces, okay? They have pieces, and Trey Flowers, um, you know, Quentin Dunbar. So they have okay pieces. Just their team and together is not not that good, and. They're coming uh, into this season not only with a new uh, head, new quarterback in Jared Goff, with a lot of new pieces, a lot of young pieces. Like I said, Jeff Accor, he's Accor, he's still good. It's just he's dealt with injury in his career, early in his career. Like I said, he's he's still young, um, and but he he has dealt with some injury, and of course, Panay Soul, he's he's a, he'll be a rookie. So there's a lot of new, and they also have a new head coach in Dan Campbell. Now, Dan Dan Campbell has had some interesting sound bites. Uh, the, the The jury's still out on Dan Campbell. The jury is still out on Dan Campbell, and yeah, I don't know what to, I, I I know he used to play for. We know we used to play for the 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 Lions, and I think that. He's had a head coaching job before, which didn't work out. So I don't I don't I don't know how it's gonna go. And honestly, man, I usually don't do this, but I'm gonna do this for this episode. I'm looking for wins for this team. Because there's a lot of incons their their offensive line outside of Panay Soul is still okay. And we still need to see what happens with Panay Soul, how he how he how he is. But there's not a lot of talent on this roster. They don't really have a, a good Wide receiver. I mean, you give up. They get you have uh, Brashard Perriman, but you give up Kenny Galloway. So that you know, and Kenny Galloway is a top is is a very good wide receiver in this in this league. So looking at the roster, man, or looking at the roster, knowing the roster, knowing that you have a new head coach, knowing that you have Jared Goff, who uh, the jury is still out on. I don't believe Jared Goff is a is a quality starting quarterback. You know what's funny? Before I do this. I know how they made the decision to trade Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff. Of course, we know about Matthew Stafford going to Cabo, I believe, Sean McVay, and 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 there were other you know players for the Rams, and of course that happened. But how were they able to say, you know what? All right, we'll do it. I almost guarantee what they did was they watched. I think it was 2018 the game between the Rams and the Chiefs. And they saw Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes go crazy. Like, that was probably one of the most exciting NFL games in NFL history. I know it was Monday Night Football, I believe. That was one of the most exciting games in NFL history. And they were watching that game and said to themselves, yeah, that's the Jared Goff we're getting. That's the Jared Goff we're getting. Even though... That we haven't seen that Jared Goff since that game. Even though Jared Goff has has since lost to uh or get, gave the Jets their first win last year, um, Jared Goff has has was was incredibly bad in the Super Bowl. 
that's the Jared Goff they're getting. The the Rams versus the Chiefs. And uh, I don't I don't I, I regret to inform the 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 Lions that that might not be the Jared Goff you're getting. That might be a uh, anomaly game. Now now Jared Goff is talented. Don't get me wrong. Jared Goff is talented. He still has an incredible arm. He has a cannon of an arm. But his accuracy needs some improving, and his decision making needs some improving. Even even at you know the 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 point in his career where he is right now. But I'm looking at the regular season, right? They did add a game, so. 17 games. They won five games last year. It's hard for me to see a win in the foreseeable future for this team. I mean, week one, you have the 49ers. I don't think that's a win. Week week two, you have the Green Bay Packers lost. Week three, you have the Baltimore Ravens lost. And you have the Bears lost. And you have the Vikings lost. Their first win might come week six uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. But... We we need to see how you know if Joe Burrow is going to be ready, how he looks coming back from injury. But that you know the the Cincinnati Bengals have more or better pieces out you know as far as the wide receiver core, the running back, the quarterback, than the Lions. So that's going to be a tough one. So we're we're just going to put that on, we're, we're going to put that to the side right quick. Rams lost. Eagles. Eagles, they probably won that game. The Eagles don't know what's going on with the Jalen Hurts situation. Like they, we'll talk about them once we get to the NFC East. But the Eagles probably win. So nine, week nine by week ten, Steelers lost, Browns lost, Bears lost, Vikings lost, Denver lost, Arizona Cardinals lost, Falcons possibly, but no, probably lost. Uh, Seattle lost, Green Bay lost. So that means I have. I'll give them I'll I'll give them Cincinnati. So I have them going two and and fifteen. Like, nah, that's the 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 Lions are the Lions are one of those teams, man. That they're in that they're in that can't get right category. You know, uh, the, the Lions are in there for the for a while. The Cincinnati Bengals have been in there. Um. Who else likes to live the 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 Jacksonville Jaguars, the New New York Jets? Uh, it's just can't get right central, man. And I, I just I don't see much success for the Detroit Lions. Period. Uh, not not with Dan Campbell, not with Jared Goff. I mean, Jer- Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Jared Goff, and couldn't and had better pieces at the time with Kenny Galloway. Uh, and couldn't get this team over the hump. In fact, he had Megatron in his career and couldn't get this team. I think they I think they made the playoffs maybe in 2016 or 13, one of them two years, and still didn't look. Like, Matthew Stafford, as good as he is, could not get this team over the hump, and I don't believe Jared Goff can do that. So it's, it's, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Let's go over, let's, let's, let's go over to the, the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings is in a is in a place that nobody wants to be. And that is middle of the pack. Now, I'll say this though. Some people would like to be in the middle of the pack. You know, those the bottom of the tier teams I just talked about, the Lions, the Jags, the the Jets, um for for a long time Cincinnati. Those teams would love to be in the middle of the pack because they've been at the bottom for a minute. 
But teams that have playoff, you know, teams that have, you know, playoff uh, hopes, teams that have very talented players, very talented roster cores, they hate being in the middle of the pack. And why is that? Because you're good enough to maybe make the playoffs or or fight for a playoff spot, but you're not really good enough to advance deep in the playoffs. But you're not bad enough to have a high draft pick. So it's like you're just in the middle of the pack. You're not bad enough where maybe a draft pick or two in the first round can really change your franchise, but then you're not good enough to even compete for a championship. Nobody thinks the Minnesota Vikings are good enough to win a championship. And that's just how it is. And the worst part about it and why no team really wants to be in the in the middle of the pack is because they know it. And the Minnesota Vikings is a tough team because it's like they have a, a solid receiving core. I mean, or they have a solid core in general. I mean, you have uh, D.B. Westbrook. You have Justin Jeffrey, Jefferson. Or those Jeffries, I'm sorry, Justin Jeffries. Uh, you have um, Adam Thielen. You have Dalvin Cook. Like they have a solid core. Justin Jefferson, I'm sorry. They have a solid core. However, they have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback, who is a serviceable quarterback, who is a good quarterback, but nobody thinks he's good enough to to exceed or or, or take this team over the top. I mean, you have they have some pieces even on the defense, man. You have Xavier Wood, uh, who they got from I believe the no. You have Xavier Wood. Uh, you have um, Eric Eric Kendricks. You you have a, you have pieces, man. But this team as a collective is not good enough to win much of anything. Everson Griffin, and the reason why is because. They struggled last year mightily defensively. Even though they have some a solid defensive pieces, they still don't really have a good, you know, they can't really stop anybody from running the ball. They can't really stop anybody from, like, passing. Their defense was horrible. Not to mention their offensive line was pretty bad last year as well. Now, they did do some, uh, they did target the draft and got some people. But, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know, man. It's. The 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 Minnesota Vikings, man, they they're just a middle of the pack team. They're a team that is good. You know, they're like the Memphis Grizzlies. They're like, um, lose some money in the East. They're like the the. They're 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 a team that is just middle of the pack. Like the Memphis Grizzlies is good. You have John Morant. You have uh, Triple J. You have some pieces. Uh, but nobody exp- nobody thinks the Memphis Grizzlies can really make some noise and and, and make a playoff. They're, you know what they are? The Minnesota Vikings are is Portland, the Portland Trailblazers. Middle of the road team. Not they're not bad enough that they can really make some noise in the in, in the draft, and they're not good enough to make some noise in the playoffs. That's why they've lost in the first round four of the last five years. And that that one year, I think they went to the Western Conference Finals. They they got their doors blown off by uh, Golden State. Minnesota Vikings either they don't make the playoffs. They had that one miracle catch by Stephon Diggs, and then nothing. So 
again, man, and it's it's mostly centered around their their. La- I'm not gonna say their lack of talent because they have a talented core, but their talent has a ceiling. And and I'm looking at you, Kirk Cousins. I'm looking at the defense. I'm looking at the offensive line. It's like we. I think we've seen the best of Kirk Cousins. And I think that is the problem with the Minnesota Vikings. I don't think Kirk Cousins has the ability to go up another tier. I don't think that Kirk Cousins is good enough. I don't think we I think we've seen the best of Kirk Cousins. And the best of Kirk Cousins more than likely what is not a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl. Hell, I think the stat the running status is like maybe one or two in, in like ten or something in primetime games. Like that's not that's not a winning quarterback, and again, this is a, this is a tough division. This is a tough division, and the middle they went seven and nine last year, and I can see them going what seven and ten, maybe eight and eight and nine this year. Because again, they middle of the road team, they're going to win some games that they shouldn't win. They're going to lose some games that they shouldn't lose. That's just how it is with them. And until I see something differently, and again, they have some incredible talent. You have a top running, uh, one of the top running backs in the league in Delvin Cook. You have uh, Justin Jefferson, who I think finished second in offensive, no, yeah, finished second in offensive rookie of the year last year. You have Adam Thielen, who is a top wide receiver. And it's, you have some, some pieces on the defense, but all in all, it's not really that good. So that, that's, that's that's where I see the that's where I see the Vikings. The, I mean, you know, that's that's just where I see it. Let's go over to the Bears. You know how you know uh, a roster is a, a roster that's never been to the Super Bowl as far as you know I'm currently constructed. You know how you can tell if a roster is Super Bowl contention, like a Super Bowl type roster, is if you throw a top player or a top tier quarterback or something on the roster and 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 what they look like and what i mean by that imagine if deshaun watson was on this bears team imagine if aaron Rodgers was on this bears team imagine if patrick mahomes on this bears team imagine if josh allen was on this bears team imagine if russell wilson was on this bears team we would look at this bears team as wow that is a championship roster. I mean, you have Desmond Trufant. You have Allen Robinson. You have Riley Ridley, who is the brother of Calvin Ridley. You have Justin Peters. You have David Montgomery. You have Cleo Mack. <laughs> You have Jalen Johnson. You have Hakeem Hicks. You have Jimmy Graham. You have Marquise uh, Marquise Goodwin. You you have, I mean, you you have Artie Burns, Deion Bush, Tyreek Cohen. This team, this roster as a whole is a, is a Super Bowl caliber roster in my opinion. I don't know if they'll they'll be able to, No, this this is a Super Bowl caliber roster. Imagine you give 
uh, I don't know, Deshaun Watson, like I said, these pieces. This, and I think that's what frustrates Bears fans so much. I think Bears fans understand that this is a Super Bowl caliber roster. The problem is, and the thing that's plagued the Bears for a while is their quarterback play. And no, and, and I don't want to hear, but they were they were pretty successful or pretty good with Jay Cutler. Yeah, well, where did Jay Cutler get them? Did they get him to Super Bowl? Nope. In fact, last time they went to the Super Bowl, uh, was who was their quarterback? I don't remember who their quarterback was, but that's when they had the two black Lovey Lovey Smith and. Uh, Tony Dungy when they went against the um they went against the Indianapolis Colts and two black coaches. I remember that. But and 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 here's where we here's where we sit, honestly. Right now, there's a quarterback battle between the vet and Andy Dalton and the rookie and Justin Justin Fields. Justin Fields has looked incredible. And I mean incredible. In the in in these in the preseason, you know, now he's had some some stinkers, but of course you expect that from a rookie. You know what I'm saying? The one thing that I heard, I think, I don't remember where I heard it, and I know a pl- a player said it, but they said it's very easy to fool rookies because you're not used to it. You're not used to seeing the schemes in the NFL. You know, you're not used to, it. so it's easy to, to to fool a rookie to to disguise things for rookies. And Justin Fields has looked really good. Again, he's had some moments uh, that he looked bad. I mean, we know the big hit that he got. I don't remember. I think it was against the Dolphins, I believe, or something. Um, the big hit that that he suffered. But all in all, or was it the Bills? I think it was the Bills. But all in all, I think it was. I don't know. It was one. Of the, it was the Bills or something. But all in all, he's looked good. The question is, do you start Justin Fields or do you start Andy Dalton? And I think honestly, that's a tough question. That's a tough question. Now, 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 we know that this organization is Justin Fields' organization. We know that Justin Fields, for the long run, hope, they expect and they hope that Justin Fields will be their starting quarterback for the long for the long haul. That's the goal. I mean, you get him that high in the draft, you 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 expect him to be that dude, and he has been. For the most part, that dude in the in the in the in the preseason. But if you look at week one, if you look at their if you look at their schedule, right? The last thing you want to do is throw. I I understand that he said that you know this game has been easy to pretty much scheme for, right? But I don't want to put my hopefully franchise quarterback in the future at risk and i want him to it's there's three there's three stages in the in the nfl there's the preseason there is the regular season and then there's the playoffs and all three stages are drastically different there were times when justin field was able to get fooled there was times when he wasn't able to read coverage that well in the preseason don't get me wrong I'm not I'm not talking down he had an incredible and I mean incredible preseason. He looked really good. He looked like the franchise quarterback that they're hoping that he's going to be. But again, there's a difference between the regular season, the preseason and the 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 the, the playoffs. 
And I don't want I wouldn't throw Justin Fields in there, especially if week one when you have to go against the defense that is the the Los Angeles Rams with Sam Darnold and, and we know how that is. Now I understand you think people will say, Well, why are you trying to save him for this team? You can't do that, this and the third. Look, I want him to understand and experience exactly what NFL football is. And and while the preseason is really good and, and it's really informative, especially for new 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 quarterbacks, new players, it's it's different, man. It's it's the the preseason is not the right. You're playing against players that more than likely a lot of them won't even make the roster. You're playing against some players that more than likely won't see game three of the preseason. So you're not really getting a a a true test or a true look at what you're going to be facing at this point teams aren't fully you know scheming against against you team like there these teams aren't worried about all right how are we going to stop justin fields justin fields has to do this 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 and this teams are like all right we're going to figure out we're going to cut roster we have to figure out they're not really focused on you in the preseason i think teams are really focused on them as far as all right, what we're doing is we're trying to figure out who's going to be on this team, you know. They're not really worried about game plan. They're not really worried about they're, – they're worried about who's going to be on this team. Come regular season, they're worried about scheming against you and how they're going to stop you. And I don't know if Justin's ready. I wouldn't throw him in there if I wasn't sure he was ready. And I don't think the Bears think he's ready right now. I'm not saying he's garbage and I'm not saying he won't be ready. But I don't even think the Bears think he's ready because they still, I think they've still named Andy Dalton the starting quarterback. And they're seeing things in practice that we're not able to see. So I understand, you know, the, 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 the Bears have fumbled mightily this offseason when it comes to, you know, getting a quarterback. Because remember, they were in talks about getting Deshaun Watson. They were in talks about getting Russell Wilson. That didn't matriculate. They ended up getting Andy Dalton. So I understand that. I understand they might not be the best gauges of quarterback play. However, there's we as fans see what Justin Fields looked like or looked like in the preseason. So the fact that you could see that and still name Andy Dalton means he's not ready. And I wouldn't throw out a quarterback. And and just because Andy Dalton starts week one or starts the first few weeks of the season doesn't mean that this is Andy Dalton's team. We all know that this will be Justin Fields' team. The way he looks, the way he, he holds himself, the way that he carries himself. We know that this will be Justin Fields' team. Just because Andy Dalton might start week one or might start week one through four or whatever doesn't mean that it's Andy Dalton's team. It just means that he's pretty much the placeholder at this point until Justin Fields is ready. So I don't think that the I I don't think the Bears should rush this. And I think that that's the approach they're doing. I don't think the Bears are rushing it. I think that the Bears understand that, okay, we have a gym. We have a, a very good talent, a talent that can lead us places that we may have not been in a while if we get this right. We already have the defense. You know, we, we have a tenacious defense. We have a really good core as far as receiving core, running core. We have a good offense. We do not want to mess this up. And I, do, I understand I wouldn't throw in a player. Throwing in a player when they're not ready can really ruin their entire career. Uh, 
we always talk about fit as well, but look at look at Josh Rosen. They threw him in there, and he wasn't ready, and, and, and they had to throw him in there because he was a top draft pick, and they didn't really have anybody. But look at Josh Rosen. I, Josh Rosen just got cut from another team. I don't even know where Josh Rosen is, if he's still even in the league. I, some players don't bounce back from, from, from starting too early or starting before they were ready. And that's the last thing you want to do with Justin Fields. Again, the preseason is different from the regular season. And and I think that by the end of the season, we'll see Justin Fields. Uh, I don't I don't think it's going to be late in the season, maybe week six or week four, maybe even week two. I don't know. But I just think that it is the right decision starting Andy Dalton if Justin Fields is not ready because Justin Fields is a long-term solution. Andy Dalton at this point of his career and, and at this and at this point right now is just temporary so and I think I think I mean last year they won what they went eight and eight I think that they can win 10 11 games maybe even 12 it's just again you do not want to rush this quarterback situation they have the roster to win 10 12 13 games it's just you need you you have to get the quarterback position right especially in NFL so um that's the Bears man and Green Bay, ah, Green Bay was the loudest team this entire offseason. From the actually, it really started last year with Jordan Love pick. I think they picked him at tenth. Um, and of course, the Aaron Rodgers situation. And then this this offseason, the Aaron Rodgers situation. Uh, talking about he's probably going to retire. He's not coming back to Green Bay. He doesn't want to come back. If Gunta Kuntz is still there, um, we know about the the fourth down or fourth down play. In the AFC or NFC Championship, like it's it's been a it's been a loud off season, man. It's been a loud off season, but as we sit here today, Aaron Rodgers is on the team. You'll probably be on the team for for this year, and then he'll probably leave. They still have some really good pieces. I mean, you have uh, Devontae Adams, you oh, who are in, they're in contract discussions, but it's look like they're going to get a deal done soon. Uh, you have. Aaron Aaron Jones, who's a really good wide receiver. I mean, running back, Mar uh, Marquez Van Scantling. Uh, you had Devin Funches, but he is out for the season, so I hope that he. Had, I, I wish a speedy recovery from him or for him. You have Robert Tanyan, who looked incredible last year, along with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Zaire Smith on the or the the Smith brothers, Zaire or Zadarius. I'm sorry, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. Uh, this this is a good team. You know, Darnell Savage shouts out the Maryland product. This is a good team. And of course, this this team is a championship caliber team because of Aaron Rodgers. And I say that even though you have some good pieces, we've seen what this team looks like without Aaron Rodgers. And it's it's not good. This seems good. And it, it's really just how good Aaron Rodgers plays and how good this team gels I mean last this they're coming off of back-to-back 13 and three seasons they're coming off of back-to-back NFC championship uh NFC was yeah NFC championship appearances now the year before last they got their doors blown off by the 49ers this year or last year they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who ultimately won the Super Bowl. Now, they could have beat the Buccaneers if of course again we know about the fourth down play. 
Uh, also, there was a lot. The the Bucks had like maybe three or four turnovers that they should have the 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 Bear, the Packers should have capitalized on. They didn't, but it is what it is. So the Green Bay Packers is good. It's it's a team. I think that they're probably one of the top team, probably top two or three in the in the NFC at this point right now. It really depends on how Aaron Rodgers plays, but again, he's coming off an MVP season, so I don't think there's going to be that much, uh, that much drop off, if any. I think the real story and the real conversation will really come for the Green Bay Packers. One, when and if, well, when turbulence hits or when turmoil hits, how does how does teams bounce back, especially a team that had the off season that they had. Also, the, the the real conversation comes next year. Uh, they restructured Aaron Rodgers' deal, so more than likely he's gonna be gone next year. And uh, yeah, that's that's when. The, but Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay is a, is a, is a solid team. I mean, they're, they're they're a really good team because of their quarterback. Because even even though they have pieces, you have Devontae Smith, who was probably top one or two receivers in the NFL. Aaron Jones is our yeah, Aaron Jones is 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 a really good probably top tier back, but it's really this really team this team is going to go as far as Aaron Rodgers takes them. Now, I think the same problem and, and this is I think something that Aaron Rodgers talked about, man. The same problem that plagues them is what I think probably is going to plague them this year. They their roster isn't as good as I don't know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. Their roster isn't really as good as, and we'll talk about this when we talk about the uh, their division. But this roster isn't as good as the the Rams roster. This roster is really only as good as Aaron Rodgers takes them. And of course, again, you have pieces. Don't get me wrong, but if the quarterback's not there, it's you know, yeah, they have a good defense. Their, their defense is good, like I said, but it's really. Only as good. We're going to see how good. Again, I think that they can duplicate thirteen and three. I don't know if they'll be thirty. Well, of course, that'll be what fourteen and three. I don't think that they'll. I think that they'll probably have a small drop off. They'll probably go from like thirteen and three to maybe like twelve and what twelve and five, maybe thirteen and four or something like that. But I don't. I don't really see that much a drop off with Aaron Rodgers playing how he. How how he's been playing again? The real conversation, the real head, you know, the 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 highlight topics come next year uh, when the season ends. But Green Bay, in my opinion, will will be once we look towards the end of the season, they'll be in the in the running for Super Bowl contention. They'll be probably near the Super Bowl. Don't be surprised if we see them maybe in the NFC Championship again or or in the Super Bowl. Who knows? That's that's how good this team is, and that's how good Aaron Rodgers is. So. That's the Green Bay Packers. So if we're ranking this division, it's very simple. It is the 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 best in 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 the cream of the crop right now is Green Bay, and then it is uh, the Chicago Bears. Of course, they need to figure out with the quarterback situation, but they have a, a their roster. Honestly, is probably better than Green Bay's roster. Like their the the Bears roster is better than Green Bay's roster. I'm just saying. It's just the quarterback situation. They don't have Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then, of course, you have the Minnesota Vikings, the middle of the pack team, the Portland Trail Blazers of the NFL. And then you have very way down the bottom, you have the, the Detroit Lions, who their Super Bowl every year is Thanksgiving game. So 
that's that. Um, moving forward, you know the 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 saying is, you're not you don't really lose your 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 position due to injury. That's the saying, but we know that's not true. There has been multiple upon multiple occurrences where a player has lost their job and hasn't gotten it back due to injury. I mean, just out of the top of my head. Uh, hell, we're talking about the Patriots right now. That's what happened with Drew Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. Drew Bledsoe led them to a Super Bowl. He was a very good quarterback. He gets hurt, and Bill Belichick brings in uh, Tom Brady, and they haven't looked back since. And Drew Bledsoe never started for the Patriots again. Tyrod Taylor. Now that's a that's a whole nother situation, but got injured due to you know uh, a, a training staff error. You bring in Justin Justin Herbert, and the rest is history. Justin Herbert's win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So they say that, and you're not supposed to lose your lose your starting job due to injury, but we see it all the time. And why am I saying this? So. Cam Newton had had COVID last year, and, and it's it's not foreign to say, but Cam Newton's season pretty much was derailed last year due to COVID. He was on he was on a roll, had had career high numbers as far as like accuracy, passing completion, like he was incredible before COVID. Uh, we remember the game against Seattle, like it, he was incredible against COVID for the Patriots. Then he gets COVID, misses some time. Uh, and of course, as we know, the New England Patriots offense and New England Patriots system as as a whole is historically challenging to to not only learn but to keep up with. And of course, we know Cam Newton came in late. Uh, it was a lot, but we can we can we can reasonably say that Cam Newton's career, or his his season last year was derailed due to COVID because he never recovered after COVID. And I'm not here. Look. I'm not here telling anybody to take the vaccine. Do what make, do what do what helps you. I I am a I think you should take it, but it's free will. You do what you want, whatever makes you happy. I know some people are against. I know I know there's people, of course, that are against taking the vaccine or or skeptical of taking the vaccine. I get it. I'm not here to to say hey you need to take it. I'm also not here saying you shouldn't take it. I took it. I'm I'm a vet. I have. I've taken the vaccine. It is what it is. And I'm also one of the people that think that, I mean, you're in a contact sport, man. And I talked about this before. It's like, I I understand not wanting to do the mandate. Cool. I understand, you know, free will and everything, but you're in a contact sport. You're, you're going up against like football is one of the most, actually it's probably the most contact sport in the world. And you're 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 rubbing bodies against people. You're, you're people breathing on you, especially on the offensive line. You're getting tackled by people, so you're getting wrapped up. Of course, you have a whole bunch of coaching staff, a whole bunch of people on the roster. It's just a lot of people and a lot of instant. Of course, you're traveling, so it's a lot of instances where you can catch COVID. And the question is, should Cam? All right, so Cam Newton, he's done everything right except. He didn't take the vaccine, clearly. Uh, There's different protocols for vaccinated players and and unvaccinated players. 
I think if you're unvaccinated, you can go to an off-site uh, COVID test place or whatever, and then just come right back like like nothing. If you have COVID, I think it's different. I mean, if you're not unvaccinated, it's different. You're not able to, or if you do go to an outside, um, an outside facility or whatever, you have to have like a five day quarantine because you're you, you can possibly spread. And like we've seen with the Saint, no, the Baltimore Ravens, like we see with the Indianapolis Colts, or no, what's the no the Titans last year. Once one person get it, it don't spread like wildfire again. Look at the Ravens. Look at the Indian uh, the Titans. Cam Newton got an off-site test or whatever and or went off facility to get a test or whatever. So that forces him to be quarantined for, I think, five days. With that, it's tough, man. It's tough because this he's been really good this preseason. Don't get me wrong. Cam Newton has been really good this preseason. But so has Mac Jones, who is the young quarterback who everyone's pretty much not everyone, but a lot of a lot of people want Mac Jones to start for the for the for the Patriots. Cam Newton picked the wrong week to have this hiccup. Because this is the week that you have joint practices. You had they the 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 Patriots having a joint practice with the with the Giants, and then you have the last preseason game, which is because, you know, preseason game, usually four games, uh, because they cut one down, the third game is pretty much the either the real dress rehearsal as far as everyone's playing that's actually going to, like, be there or nobody plays. But it looks like the, the for the Patriots, which is going to be tomorrow, everyone's going to play. So Cam Newt, it's the, – the, the why this is so big is because – one, you're you're unvaccinated. Hey, that's the decision you make. Cool, but you're the you're the starting or you're you're fighting for a starting quarterback's position, and this is the same thing that pretty much derailed your season last time. Again, you were having career high in accuracy numbers, completion numbers. You looked incredible. the 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 Patriots looked like they could be playoff teams. Look how good you were, and it it can be an argument can be had that not just Cam Newton season, but the Patriots season went to hell or was was pretty much dashed once Cam Newton got COVID. And the Patriots understand that. Bill Belichick understands that. So it's like you have a COVID, you know, COVID and pretty much you couldn't really do anything about getting COVID last year. But the fact that now there are procedures where you can prevent yourself from being, I guess, a super spreader, or there's certain steps that you can take as far as getting the vaccine, and you don't do that, and you're a starting quarterback, so you're not as reliable as somebody that maybe is fully vaccinated. Now, I don't know if Mac Jones is fully vaccinated. I don't know who is fully vaccinated on the team, but we do know that Cam, if, if Cam Newton has to ha you know do a five-day uh, five quarantine, that means he's not vaccinated. We know, We know that. So, mm, I I don't think I think that you're on a team that one is hella pro vaccination. I mean, they were the the Patriots were allowing people to come to their stadium to get COVID checked to get vaccinated. Like they were sending like flying doctors, I think, out to different places to get vaccinated. the The Patriots are very pro vaccination, which or very pro yeah vaccination. So. The fact that you are a starting quarterback and you aren't, that can bode 
cost and and the thing that, another thing I don't understand. I again, I understand and and I'm a big Cam fan. I'm a big Cam proponent, but again, COVID derailed your season and your season like you're pretty much on like your last leg. And I'm not saying Cam Newton's not good, but if you look at the landscape, Cam Newton is not really I think he's too big of a star to be a to be a backup and there's not really much starting quarterback like there's not really many quarterback you know places where you can go and just be a starter i thought that washington would have been a good place but you get ryan fitzpatrick i still think that cam newton's better than ryan fitzpatrick but we're not here to talk about that there's not a lot of starting quarterback position openings. And like I said, Cam Newton is is pretty much too big and too box office and still too talented to be a backup. So it's like, what do you do? Who's going to really pick you up? So I think that he's pretty much on his last leg, especially when we see how last year ended. So I don't understand why you wouldn't do everything. Again, I understand that it's a polarizing thing, I guess, as far as getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine. But you're a franchise quarterback, and now this could potentially – I think that Cam Newton's starting spot is on the line, and, and we will see if he gets the starting spot because, we, again, we he pretty much missed joint practices this year. His starting spot, and, and ultimately I think possibly his career could be on the – or the rest of his career can be on the line on Sunday against their, their final preseason game, and I think that's unfortunate, but that's the position that he put himself in right now. So, hey, I, I wish nothing but the best for him, and I hope that he get. I think he's still talented enough to be the starter, and I think that he's better than Mac Jones right now. But for the system that 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 the Patriots want to run, Mac Jones looks like their guy. We know that Cam. It's kind of like the Andy Dalton, Justin Fields thing. We know Cam Newton's not the long term situ or long term answer for the Patriots because we know you draft him I think at 15th you draft and uh Mac Jones at 15th they want Mac Jones Mac Jones looks like the prototypical New England Patriots quarterback and that's I think what they're hoping that he's going to be so I think probably can't probably one of Cam Newton's biggest games is is on Sunday and and that's that's just how it is man so I, again, I, I hope that he wins the starting quarterback position. But if he doesn't, look at this week as the reason why. Not because Cam Newton's uh, talent is falling off. Not because Cam Newton is garbage. Not because Cam, Mac Jones is 10 times better than Cam Newton. No. Look at this week as to why Cam Newton may or may not be a starting quarterback come week one of the NFL this season. So. Moving forward, starting to talking about quarterbacks, man. Um, we saw some some quarterbacks win the quarterback battle. Now, Jameis uh, has been announced yesterday that Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback for the the um Saints. That's not really a, a uh we we pretty much knew that. You know, he was leaps and bounds better quarterback than Taysom Hill. Um, he looked incredible during the during the 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 preseason so he, he's looked really good he's earned the starting quarterback position and I think that I think with you have a better chance of winning and a better chance of probably getting to the playoffs or, or trying to advance in the playoffs with Jameis Winston as a starting quarterback than you do with uh with Taysom Hill as your starting quarterback so that's not really news the biggest news was Teddy Bridgewater 
winning the starting quarterback position over Drew Locke. Now, Drew Locke, I think he's this is what his fourth or fifth year in the league, and Drew and Drew Locke is a better talent than Teddy Bridgewater. Don't don't get it confused. Teddy Drew Locke is a better talent than Jetty Bridgewater. He's a better athlete. He he has a stronger arm. He's more mobile. He's a better quarter. He's a better overall package than well, let me say this. He's a better talent than Teddy Bridgewater. And that to me is why this is so alarming, not only to Drew Locke, but to the Broncos. I don't think the Broncos brought in Teddy Bridgewater to be a starting quarterback. We saw Teddy Bridgewater as a starting. He looked really good against with the Saints, uh, but he was only a starting quarterback for, what, six or seven games or something? Panthers didn't look too well, didn't look that good. That's why he's not on the Panthers anymore. The new head coach that the Broncos have, he is more of an offense. He's more offensively gifted. You know, he he's he's able to scheme offense as well. So the fact that you have an offensive head coach and still go with Teddy Bridgewater, who's more of a game manager outside of a, a gunslinging quarterback, that is that spells that is really eye opening for Drew Locke. That really shows that Drew Locke has not made the impression and he's not improved as he as they thought he would. And this just goes to another carousel that the Broncos the another quarterback carousel that the Broncos have 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 gone with. I mean, remember Brock Osweiler now Drew Locke, now Teddy Bridgewater. Like they haven't been able to get the quarterback position right. And again, don't think that they did not and I mean, they did not bring Teddy Bridgewater to this team. If you think that they brought him to this team to start, you are sadly mistaken. And that was not in their cards. And the fact that now he has to start means that just shows how much Drew Locke is behind. And that shows just how much Drew Locke either has not improved or regressed. I think Teddy Bridgewater would be good, but Teddy, that most definitely changes the way I see the Broncos. I see the um, the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos. I don't. It's it's tough, man. I don't know. Again, shouts out to Teddy Bridgewater. Shouts out to James Winston. Shouts out to both of them, African American quarterbacks starting. Shouts out to y'all. But again, and and we kind of we we I could we could pretty much see it with. Jameis Winston, but nobody ex- and nobody expected Teddy Bridgewater to start. Hell, the Broncos did not bring him in there to start. That really shows you just how much either Drew Locke has not improved or needs to improve. Because again, that is, I'm sh- almost sure that's not that's not what they were thinking when they brought him in. They thought that he was going to be a really good, solid backup. Uh, Drew Locke was going to be able to learn from him. And it was going to just peaches and cream. And as we're seeing, that has not been the case. And this really puts, uh, again, Teddy Bridgewater is cool, but he's not a, a, I don't think that he can lead a team to the playoffs. And they were hoping that that would be Drew Locke. And the fact that it's not is telling for Drew Locke. Do I think that Drew Locke's career is over? No, I, I don't. But I and I but and the thing is, I thought Drew Locke. This was the perfect place for Drew Locke. They needed a quarterback. You have Jared Judy. You have a Sutton. When, when, you know, once he's once he's fully healthy, they have pieces, and they have a solid defense. 
is you just don't need to mess it up. And hell, it's it's a okay, good, I guess you know. So we'll have to see how that what what happens with that. But as of right now, Teddy Bridgewater is the starting quarterback for the 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 Broncos. So there you go. Moving forward. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll kind of we'll we'll move off the NFL and the biggest story that happened last week, uh, was of course the announcement that the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 were going to join an alliance. Now the alliance is not just going to be for football, but it's going to be mostly all sports. Um, and we saw this coming. I we talked about this. We saw this coming pretty much once the Big Ten lost. Texas, once they lost Oklahoma, and of course the ACC, I, I don't know if they've officially lost it, but I know that Clemson is trying to, Clemson is trying to join the SEC as well. You know, that's in the South, is in what South Carolina. Clemson is trying to join the SEC. Once that happened, those are these conferences are built pretty much off football. Now, I understand the ACC has really good basketball programs. They have North Carolina. They have Duke. They have Louisville. Um, they have, what, what Clemson. They have Georgia Tech. Like, I understand that they have good basketball programs, but don't be, don't be fooled. Especially in the South, these, these programs are huge as far as they make the most money off football. Clemson basketball is, or Clemson football is, is leaps and bounds more profitable than North Carolina basketball because of the reason it is, because of how successful they've been. Don't get me wrong, I'm a North Carolina fan, but I'm just saying I'm sure the ACC makes more money off of Clemson football than North Carolina basketball. Don't be. I understand that Baylor basketball just won the the national championship, but you will be you be do not be fooled. Baylor makes more money off of football than basketball. Texas had Kevin Durant. They had Lamarcus Aldridge. They had uh, they had um, uh, PJ Tucker. Texas football makes leaps and bounds more than Texas basketball. And the and and the problem with the Pac-12 is I understand the Pac-12 has UCLA. They have USC. They have Washington. They have Stanford. They have Oregon. But those games it's hard. Those games start at t- on the Eastern uh, Eastern Standard Time. Those games start at like ten thirty. It's hard getting recruits to go not only all the way out there to California, especially when most of the recruits are in Florida or Texas. It's hard to go all the way out to California and for a team that. Even at their best, even Oregon's probably their the best Pac-12 team right now, and they do not have a shot, in my opinion. To and I'm an Oregon fan as well. They don't really have a shot at winning a national championship, like period. So it's hard to get a a, a player to go all the way. To, not to mention the the type of offenses that they run, the type of defenses they run. It's it's not it, it's kind of it, it, it's it, it's not the same as an SEC or an ACC or a Big Ten or a Big Twelve. So. These t- and now we I did I know we heard uh, I think the announcement also came out that the Pac-12 really has no uh, they're not trying to expand because I was saying that they might add some teams seeing as though you know happened with the Big Ten so I don't know man I don't know this is this is huge because like I said Maryland uh, Iowa they're not you know they're not they're not 
keeping the Big Ten afloat. Northwestern, they're not keeping the Big Ten afloat without Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, ACC, hell, uh, the Louisville, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Duke, uh, they're not keeping the ACC afloat without Clemson. And the Pac-12 is pretty much teetering on. They they've been just they just been <laughs> dog paddling. You know what I mean? So we knew this was going to happen. Again, once you lose your top, it's not okay. So I'll say this: it's not like it is. It's it's it it. It's not like um. It's not like you're lo- it's not like the SEC losing Mississippi State or or Texas A&M. Those are big schools, uh, but they're not they're not the biggest school, you know. In in the S- they're not the biggest schools in the SEC. It's not like the ACC losing um, I don't know uh, North Carolina State and Texas or, and Georgia Tech. It's it's not like that. Like they're they're big schools, but it's not their biggest school. These are they're losing their biggest schools. Now I understand that the Pac-10 still has Michigan, they still have Ohio State, but when the when when the big when you lose when you lose <laughs> when you lose freaking again we need to see and i'm sorry i meant that when we need to see what the big what the big 12 is going to do but the big 12 is pretty much teetering at this time again like i said baylor you can lose you can lose a baylor you can lose a kansas state you can lose iowa state cool hell it'll be a big blow but you can even lose kansas when we talk about basketball cool you can lose a West Virginia, cool. You can lose a Texas Tech, cool. Even though Texas Tech had what Patrick Mahomes, you can lose that. You can't lose your two. It'd be different if one. You can't lose your two. If if, if Alabama left SEC, that'll be huge, like monumental. But you still have Auburn. You still have Georgia. They'll they can still while they're clearly not leaps and bounds. They're they're not close to Alabama. They can still keep the afloat. Again, you can lose a, a, a Georgia Tech. You can lose Louisville. You can't lose your big gun. The, again, the Big Twelve, bro. It's it's. It, we're we're gonna. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I do know. And I'm and I'm actually really surprised that the Big Twelve is not in the alliance. I, I understand the ACC, the Big Ten. In the Pac-12, and I'm surprised at the Big 12 because I don't know what the Big 12 is going to do uh, with I, I don't know, but hey, that's that's what's happening. So again, we'll need to see what happens with the Big 12. Um, and 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 now I'm like listening to hear myself back. No, I'm not saying that Oklahoma and uh, Texas were in the Big 10. No, I'm 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 saying that they're in the Big 12, and why I'm surprised that the Big 12 is not in in the alliance and. That's kind of like the Big Ten losing. If if the Big Ten lost uh, Michigan and o- and Ohio State, it's 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 over. So, and that's that's pretty much what we're seeing happening with the Big Twelve. So, that's that. We I, I, 
I'm excited to see. I, I'm. This is a new age. This is going to be a new dawn, and and don't be surprised if we're here in the next coming years about the super conference. That's what you know. Probably the two super conferences. Uh, of course, we're seeing what the SEC is doing, and 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 so don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. I I, I said it last when once we heard that Texas and Oklahoma placed their bid to leave. Don't be surprised if we see it. And lastly, before we go. Oh, man, this happened last Saturday, bro. Um, so Manny Pacquiao uh, lost to your Dennis Ugas. <laughs> I don't know why I say his name like that. <laughs> your Dennis Ugas. Uh, he, Manny Pacquiao got destroyed, bro. He was doing good to probably like the third round, and then it was just a steep, a steep decline. And it's it's crazy, man, because he was supposed to fight Earl Spence. Earl Spence was supposed to, but I think he had something with his eye, and he had to back out. And Earl Spence is better than Mr. Ugas. So the fact that he was about to fight someone better than him, he was about to get destroyed. And he got destroyed. And it's, ah, oh man, it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. Now, the question is, should Manny Pacquiao retire? You know, when you, when we see greats, and don't get me wrong, Manny Pacquiao is an all-time great when we talk about boxing. When we talk about greats and we see greats, we always want them to go out on the top. And it's not just boxing, but in general. Like, we paid Manning pretty much going out with the Super Bowl. Ray Lewis going out with the Super Bowl. Uh, we we want to see Tyson. We wanted to see Tyson go out on a win. We wanted to see Muhammad Ali go out on a win. Uh, Floyd Mayweather go, went out on a win. Like, we want to see our greats in any sport go out on a high note. Hell, Kobe, rest in peace to Kobe, went out 60-point game. And it's like, what we don't want to see is what I'm starting to feel like we're seeing with Manny Pacquiao. As far as, now, I understand that, you know, he did lose, but he's talking about he doesn't know. he, He lost bad. Like, it wasn't even close. And I don't want him to get to the – I don't want him to end up like Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones Jr. is probably one of boxing's all-time greatest boxers. But at the end, he just couldn't give it up. And he kept losing, like, badly. Like, he was losing bad at the end. And I feel like that, that the way that he ended kind of, kind of tarnished his legacy. Manny Pacquiao is, again, one of the most decorated, one of the greatest fighters we've ever seen. But I don't want his legacy to get tarnished by and and what I saw against your Dennis Ugas, I do not think he has much in it. Again, he was good for three rounds, and then it was a steep decline. And I think that I I of course do what you love. If he if he wants to continue to do it, go right ahead. But I don't see much wins for him if he keeps doing it, and I don't want that to tarnish what we know Manny Pacquiao to be. Um so again, I, I hope that he retires, and I hope that he, you know, because that was that was bad, man. That was bad. It it looked bad, and the, and and the part that surprised and shocks me the most is he was supposed to fight somebody better than who he lost to. So, and for for uh, your Dennis Ugas, I think his next fight might either be Earl Spence or or Terence Crawford. I, I think 
he's going to lose either one of those. So I would probably want to see Crawford. Well, no, I kind of want to see Spence seeing as though he was supposed to fight Manny Pacquiao. I kind of want to see him uh, get back in the ring and do that. But uh, for Manny, man, I, I hope this is the end. And I don't mean that in like a bad way. Like I hope that he, you know, I, I hope from what I saw. And, of course, the the, the post fight, he was pretty much saying he's, he doesn't know. He's going to think about it. But. Yeah, man. I hope I hope it's over. I hope it's over, and I mean that in the most respectful way. So, and there you have it, man. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. Uh, if you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, joggers, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different designs, multiple different colors. Whatever you want, I got. Hey, man, go get you, go get you some merch. Go get you some merch. Also. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach 1,000 subscribers, so anything will help. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And until next time, much love. Address me unless it's with four letters. 
I thought you known better. I've been ducking the pandemic. I've been social gimmicks. I've been ducking the overnight activists. Yeah, I'm not a trending topic. I'm a hold on, y'all niggas playing with me, man. I am the Omega. DJ Lane Rolly Gang. That's like he don't you address me unless it were four letters. Bitch, I thought you known better. I've been ducking the pandemic. I've been ducking the social gimmicks. I've been ducking the overnight activists. Yeah, I'm not a trending topic. I'm a prophet. I answer to Metatronic every year. Bitch, looking for a better me. I am a legacy. I come from the 70. The Al Green, Nospring, Guns and the Melody. The Big Shot, Wrist on Cryo. Soon as I press that button, nigga better get right like the emblem's coming Us two when the light can't been through nothing Day three, got at least one B in the oven I'm tripping, I'm tricking my mental is Amazing, brother, pop off only on occasions, brother Rich nigga, mama know I made it, brother Go figure, never caught cases, brother Face it, brother, gracious, brother New flows coming, be patient, brother Show my ass in, take out of class I can multitask like Megan, brother 2021 ain't taking no prisoner Last year y'all fucked up all the listener Who went platinum, I call that a visitor Who the fuck backing them, all been falsified The facts mean this is a vaccine and the game need me to survive The Elohim, the rebirth Before you get to the father, you gotta holler at me first, bitch Smoking on top fives Motherfuck that album, fuck that single Burn that hard drive Burn that shit. Ain't nobody safe when I come, I'm killing everybody that's outside Who you with? Yeah, Kanye changed his life, but me, I'm still an old school Gemini Bitch. Let me jump in this bitch. Let me jump in this bitch. Two phones, but I only bring one in this bitch. One daughter, but they all my sons in this bitch. No hoes ain't shit getting done in this bitch. I'm scary, I got a gun in this bitch. Smoking on top fives. Stop playing, I'm that guy. Number two DM in my bitch. That's cool, I don't that's why.